We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Wajak people of Perth region. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community and pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side and the truth. Come on girls, let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Don't look at a boy jumping me. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Wook Wook. Hello and welcome to The Last New Wave, the podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. My name's Andrew Pierce, and I'm proud to bring you this show that discusses all things Australian cinema. On this episode, I'm joined by the director of Killing Ground, Damien Power. Not only is he a director, but he also wrote it too. Uh, it's a pretty powerful new horror film which has hit Australian cinemas, and you know, it's got a great cast as well. Harriet Dyer's in there, as well as Aaron Peterson and Aaron Glenain as well gives a stunning performance in it Uh, it's a really really great piece of work uh look i'm recording the intro to this a week after the film has come out unfortunately it hasn't had a great box office to start off with this is really disappointing guys if you like australian horror please do your bit head along pay money to go and see killing ground it is it is just a great piece of work, uh, you know, and it's a film that, that we should support. Australian horror, unfortunately, doesn't get enough support in cinemas and, uh, well, especially in Australian cinemas. And, you know, we really need to, to show that we like Australian horror. And by doing that, we pay for the films and encourage it. You know, it's what we've got to do. Australian cinema is great. We love Australian cinema and want to be able to get behind it in any way possible. Anyway, look, enough rambling from me. Let's have a listen to the trailer and then we'll be back with the interview with Damien Powell. Uh, keep in mind, I recorded this before actually seeing the film, so there are a few questions in there which, uh, you know, I, I probably would have changed if I had had uh, seen the film. Um, and I also mentioned the Q&A that occurred with uh, Aaron Peterson at Lunar Leaderville as well. Uh, unfortunately, that has already passed, uh, which was great. Uh, there is actually a really good uh, interview that Matthew Eels from Cinema Australia did with Aaron Peterson, which you can find by heading over to cinemaaustralia.com.au to watch that. Anyway, once again, enough rambling from me. Let's listen to the trailer. beautiful yeah it is it's pretty much how i remember it except for the tent there's plenty of room we can set up over here (laughs) this isn't right People here earlier, and they're heading out to the falls. Need help, quick! Is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. Ah, uh, you have to help us. We found this boy. Where's his folks? No sign of them. There's just this car and a, a tent. Maybe they got into trouble. You gotta make the most of your opportunities. 
Um, I'm joined yeah. by Damien Power, who is the director and writer of a new horror film which is coming out soon in Australia uh, called Killing Ground. So welcome. Thanks for joining me. Hey, no problem. Um, so this is a, a pretty exciting horror film. Um, you know, it, it looks really interesting, looks really fascinating. You've got a great cast as well. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's the story of uh, Sam and Ian, a young couple that uh, go camping to a remote spot. And when they get there, they find a car and a tent, but no sign of the campers. And, you know, they've come a long way, so they decide to stay, but they grow increasingly uneasy when the campers fail to turn up. And the next day, they find a child wandering in the woods, and that's kind of the beginning of all their troubles. Yeah, it looks really fascinating and, and very exciting. And unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but I'm I'm very excited because we've got Aaron Peterson coming across to Perth to do a Q and A session, and I'm uh, itching to uh, to head along and watch it there because um, Aaron's a you know he's one of my favourite Australian actors that's working today. Uh, how did you manage to get him in this film? Yeah, I mean, look, I agree. I think Aaron is a national treasure. Um, uh, so it was, you know, it was important when I was casting that role of, um, of German um, to find someone that had the charisma and strength to be able to essentially mentor a younger man into murder. And um, Aaron Pedersen certainly has that charisma and strength. So uh, he was the only person, you know, I offered the role to. And, when we sent it to him, I said, look, he's never going to do this because he always plays cops. And um, I think that helped us um, get him because, you know, he, he said, look, you know, I never get offered these kind of roles. So, yeah, um, I was so happy when he he said yes. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a great draw and, and certainly it's exciting to see him uh, do these kinds of films because, as you said, he does tend to play police officers quite a bit, like in Water Rats and Mystery Road and Goldstone. Yeah. And they're all great, yeah. but it's nice to see him yeah, uh, yeah. do something completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you're, this is your feature sort of film debut, but you've done a, quite a bit of work with uh, short films that have been well-received around the world. How was it leaping from, uh, you know, short films to feature films? Yeah, I mean, you know, essentially the job is the same. Um, it's just longer, which sort of sounds facetious, but it's, it's true. Um, it's just a, uh, a much bigger scale. But I think nothing, nothing, nothing can really prepare you for the marathon of exhaustion that is making a feature film. Um, that was... I think my my biggest learning. Um, plus, I feel that you've, you know, as a director, you have so many things to hold in your head when you're making the film, um, and that just um, increases exponentially when you're um, directing a feature. I can imagine so because you know you've got so many more moving parts and stuff like that, and you, you know, as you're saying, it's it's. Uh, the same sort of thing, but just on a bigger scale. Um, 
this looks like you know it's it's obviously set in the bush and stuff like that and and quite uh, looks like a remote location where did you shoot it um yeah so um you know i i wrote it as something that we could um you know make fairly easily in the sense that you know it's a small cast it's mostly happens in the one location um and I thought that it would be fairly easy to find this spot. You know, it just has to be you know, a beautiful spot by a river um, with a road. But um, when it came to looking for the locations, I realised that actually the script, I had some pretty specific um, requirements for the geography. Um, and so my producer and I spent one summer just poring over you know, Google Earth, looking at fire trails that led down remote national park roads into rivers um, to try and find the spot and we visited some amazing and quite remote places you know we'd be bumping down the track going i don't think the film trucks are going to make it down here (laughs) um or you'd drive to the end of a trail and go ah okay i didn't see the fire gate on the satellite photo um but my wife rachel found this spot uh called simo's beach which is a nature reserve in macquarie fields um which is a suburb on the George's River on the outskirts of Sydney and it was perfect you know it was uh, it's beautiful um, we shot all of the um, bush exteriors in that spot um, you know just over the hill out of sight were facilities toilet block barbecues uh, the access to the beach was really easy so from a logistical point of view it was great um, you know there were houses only a few hundred meters away although you just couldn't tell um, the one downside of the location was that on the opposite side of the river was the Holdsworthy Army Base. <laughs> so the, and they were they would conduct live fire exercises while we were shooting. So, you know, um, they would be shooting, but they would have tanks and helicopters. So Right, yeah. which <laughs> may, I mean, sound, may sound recording a little bit difficult. I can imagine, and certainly probably for a, a different film that might be uh, appropriate, but for... Uh, a film which looks like it's you know exploring the quietness of um you know the the, the wilderness and and the bush um you know having tanks and helicopters in the background is uh not going to be very helpful <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know killing ground does get rowdy but um <laughs> you know there are a few scenes where um we might we might have leaned on the bird song a little bit um, oh, yes. to 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 drown out some background so you've said uh, that, you know, like genre films, they are about personal things and they, you know, they can be about, uh, you know, stories that, that, that resonate with uh, both the audience and yourself. What is it about Killing Ground that, that is a very uh, personal and, you know, something that resonates for you as a writer, director? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, really strongly believe that films, thrillers, horror films, you can take the audience on this incredible ride. You can give them this intense, visceral experience, um, but you can also leave them something to think about. Um, and I feel that there's a lot of my own fears as a parent um, in killing ground. You know, would I be able to protect my family if we were under threat? Um, I'd like to think so, but I don't know. Um, and one of the things I tried to do with this genre story is invest it with a sense of realism. And that's not only the treatment of the um, story, um, but also the characters' uh, real 
seem like real people, seem like people you could know or meet, um, that their choices are realistic and plausible. And I think when you inject a bit of real life into a genre story, it takes you in interesting places um, that you might not expect. Well, I think the thing is, like with Australian cinema, if we look at um, people going on trips out into the outback and stuff like that, you know, you've got um, Wolf Creek and Long Weekend and and those kinds of films. Yeah. But Wolf Creek is about a tourist, and you know, Long Weekend, the uh, the protagonists in that film are not very nice people. Um, so we're not really yeah. on board with them. We're more on board with the nature side. Whereas with your film, yeah. it looks like you know this is a family who is doing what many Australians do, and that is go and have a nice camping trip together. And you know, by adding that element of horror, like you know, somebody has to defend their family, that that makes it all the more real. I'm I'm very excited to see that aspect play out. Was that conscious decision to be like to break apart from films like Wolf Creek? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that. Um also, I mean, to my mind, the film is more of a survival thriller um, than a horror, although, you know, I totally accept that you know, we probably <laughs> crossed that line a few times. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how you want to think about it. Um, but for me, you know, you, the protagonists are kind of in their early 30s. Um, there's a family with a teenage daughter and a um, young toddler. Um, and that pitches it more into that survival thriller territory um, in terms of who these characters are. Um, and the fact that the violence seems to come out of nowhere, that this happens to these people because through no fault of their own, um, just from being in the wrong place at the wrong time, feels real to me. Um, and I purposely did not... Um, use the kinds of narrative justifications for the violence that we often see in films. Um, I think that makes it feel more real and more frightening. Yeah, it's, it certainly sounds like it. Um, so this has been, you know, it's it's been a, kind of a, a bit of a interesting release pattern for this film because I think it was originally organised to come out last year, is that correct? And then got pushed back into this year and finally it's coming out in australia and but it's already had screenings overseas um how did that how did the screenings overseas go um yeah so we we had our world premiere at MIF last year melbourne film festival um which was great and then we played at a few smaller australian festivals um before our international um premiere at sundance in january um and i think that you know, once the film was in Sundance, um, we wanted to hold back the Australian release and see what happens out of that. Um, and so, you know, it's played at quite a few festivals now overseas and just last week um, opened in the US. Um, so we opened in theatres and on VOD there. Um, and yeah, you know, it's... Um, it's exciting to finally be opening here. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I think it's really interesting as well because, you know, the horror films or, or genre films that, that deal with these uh, kind of thriller aspects um, seem to be a little bit better received internationally than, than unfortunately they do in Australia, which is uh, frustrating because Australian audiences need to head along to go and see these kinds of films. Um, 
So specifically with your film, and obviously there was uh, Hounds of Love as well, which got uh, both of which have got great reception uh, overseas, which is fantastic to see. Um, yeah. How, like with the Australian audiences that, that uh, went and saw the film at MIFF last year, were they on board? They, they, they excited about this film? Yeah, they were. Um, and we've, you know, we've played it quite a few um, Australian festivals. I mean, I've seen it at um, Bofa in Launceston and at Dark Mofo um, this year in Hobart. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, pl- it's played at uh, Screenwave um, uh, and at Monsterfest. Um, it's had outings in Sydney and um, Adelaide. So yeah, it's done kind of the, it's the festival circuit here and, you know, local audiences have been... Um, as far as I can tell, just as enthusiastic as um, audiences overseas. That's good. I'm I'm glad to hear. And it's you know I I, I am a huge fan of uh, what Monsterfest do and um, Monster Pictures and stuff like that in Australia, pushing out these genre of films, um, which work you know so well with the audiences that do go along and see them. Um, is this a genre that you you're keen to stick with, or heading forward, do you want to push yourself into different grounds and and try and you know, do other uh, styles of Australian cinema or even try and break into the US market? Yeah. Um, uh, I've got um, a couple of projects at different stages of development. Um, I would describe two of those as uh, thrillers um, and one of those is a kind of teen horror with a bit of a supernatural twist. Um, so, you know, I'm interested in working in lots of different genres, but, you know, as a... As a filmmaker, I'm kind of drawn to the kinds of films that I like to watch. So, yeah, um, <laughs> definitely doing more in that thriller space. So what what, what sort of films influenced you on, on this particular one or influence you as a filmmaker then? Um, I guess I'm a big fan of Kubrick and Hitchcock. I mean, my favourite films of all time, I think, is Psycho and The Shining. Um, you know, growing up, I was a big fan of... Um, Blue Velvet and Harold Maud, uh, Michael Mann's Heat, uh, Repo Man, the Alex Cox film. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Paul Thomas Anderson, I love his films. Uh, specifically, I guess, for this film, I was looking back to the character-driven survival thrillers from the 70s, films like uh, Straw Dogs, um, Deliverance, um, Haneke's Funny Games, um, there's a French film by Cedric Kahn called Red Lights, uh, and even The Vanishing, actually. So, yeah, a, a kind of variety of films. They're, they're all great titles, which are, are, you know, dinging all the right bells for me, going, yes, this is, you know, fantastic inspiration to, to pull from, <laughs> <laughs> which is great to see because it's, you know... Yeah, well, you know, I... yeah. <laughs> I hope I can live up to some of those. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I have a fair, I have a strong feeling you do. I, I, I really do. And, and you know, as I'm saying, I'm, I'm really excited to being able to see this on the big screen because you know, coming back to what I was saying before and the fact that you know, unfortunately for genre cinema in Australia, um, you know, it doesn't always get a theatrical release, and it's really frustrating in that regard. Uh, so, for you as a as an upcoming director. Um, you know, what do you think that, that could be done to help push Australian cinema a bit more in Australian cinemas? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, there could always be more support 
to the marketing and advertising of Australian films to Australian audiences. You know, so it's a hard area for people to um, find the money to do those spends, um, but you you kind of have to. Um, people have to know the films on to to be able to see it. So I mean, I think that's one area that um, you know, if we had a little bit more support. Um, in that in that area it would be great for everybody well I, I definitely agree and you know part of the the reason why i do this uh this podcast and i run a, a website you know it's not a huge one but it still uh, helps beat the drum for for films like your own because you know i love australian cinema and i love genre cinema in particular you know it's one of the things that really got me into uh watching films so um being able to support and and push these kinds of films is is greatly important so I, I will be beating the drum to go and see uh killing ground at least so that's one, uh, one tick in the book <laughs> fantastic yeah. thank you very much <laughs> uh look it's not much but i i'll try i'll try at least um so is there anything else that you want to add that i, I haven't asked about the the film that you really wish people would know about killing ground before they head along to go and see it um, no, I, I mean, I just add that um, you know it, it's a, it is a fun film to see uh, in the cinema with um, an audience because people get really into it. Um, you can feel the tension, and people get quite vocal. Um, so, yeah, I'd encourage people to see it in the big screen if they can, and if they can't, see it on the small screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last question I ask, which is a question I ask everybody that comes on. Is there an Australian film that you recommend people seek out, besides your own, of course, uh, and uh, you know that, that may not have uh, you know been seen before, or just a favourite Australian film? Uh, look, a film I saw recently, actually, at the Melbourne Film Festival last year, Girl Asleep, I absolutely loved. Um, I felt that it was a um, just a, this kind of unique little gem, and slightly too old for my kids, but I just I can't wait. Um, to show my daughter when she's a little bit older. So I'd really encourage people to check that out if they haven't seen it already. Yeah, and Bethany Whitmore is just great in that film. Uh, she gave one of my yeah. favourite performances in that film last year, and I am itching to see what she does in the future. Hopefully, you know, because uh, you know, she's done... Uh, she does The Family Law, which is quite a good TV show, but um, it would be great to see her in a film like uh, what you do, uh, you know, a thriller yeah. kind of thing, so... You never know. In the future, you could work with her. <laughs> Would be you nice. never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Damien. I really appreciate it. And, and I'll make sure everybody heads along to go and see the film. As I mentioned, uh, there is a Q&A session that's occurring in Perth, uh, at least, uh, with Aaron Peterson. Um, so please try and head along to go and see that. I know tickets are selling pretty well. So uh, head along to go and see that. And, and thanks again, Damien. I really appreciate it. No, pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. That was Damien Powers, writer and director of Killing Ground, which is currently in Australian cinemas. And if you're based in America, it is also on demand too, where you can rent it on various different platforms. Highly recommend seeking it out because it is a really good horror film. Really, really impressive and, and you know, frightening stuff, uh, which is what you want from a good horror film. Um, if you like what I do, then head over to AB Film Review where you can listen to previous episodes of The Last New Wave and you can also listen to episodes of our main show, AB Film Review. Also, you can support us on Patreon. It just helps uh, making the, the production of the show a little bit easier. 
The link for that is patreon.com forward slash abfilmreview. Alternatively, you can follow us on social media at abfilmreview on both Facebook and on Twitter. And you can also head over to followingfilms.com where you can listen to other podcasts just like this particular one, uh, such as the Following Films podcast, or alternatively, there's two new podcasts that are on there which are run by uh, the minds behind Following Films. Uh, there is The Grand Gesture, which is hosted by Michael Denniston, as well as David Hart, who have both been guests on the show before. And as well, there is a show called Projecting Film, which has got host uh, Michael Denniston, who also does show I was just talking about there, as well as Chris Maynard, who is the host of Following Films. Both great shows, highly recommend heading along to followingfilms.com and listening to them. It's enough from me, keep on watching Australian cinema please, and I'll see you on the next episode.